the uh, Gran Turismo movie? Yeah, that one that hates gamers, right? <laughs> it's the one. Uh, well, the uh, the other night on Discord, former guest of the show, Kay, brought to my attention that it the full title, like the full name of this movie, what it's actually called, is Gran Turismo colon based on a true story. No way. Yes. Yep. And it is based on a true story, <laughs> well, so they're not Kind lying. of, depending on how you feel about the, the way they handled that fatal crash or whatever. But the... Yeah, like look at that. It's, <laughs> that's the craziest fucking thing. It's like if if you say it enough times, it becomes true. Like you know, I don't know. They say it into a mirror, maybe like based on a true story, based on a true story, based on a true story. Yeah, I, but I I want to know if somebody anywhere like went up to the box office and asked for a ticket for. Uh yeah, one grandmother. <laughs> uh, for for Gran Turismo based on a true story. Could I get uh, one uh, adult and three kids for Gran Turismo <laughs> colon based on a true story? There's no way that's what she's taking her kids to. <laughs> Great kids. Well, they see. already saw Barbenheimer. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> so it appears our story is uh, not yet over. For last time, we covered the strange cinematic experience, uh, speaking of movies, that was Capcom's live-action adaptation of its historic fighting franchise, uh, this in the form of its wonky production, mixed reception, and the cult-like uh, effect it had on the uh, industry. However, there is still a largely forgotten piece to this mishandled puzzle that I would be remiss if we didn't discuss. Uh, two or technically three video games based on, uh, well, not a true story, based on what, uh, what we saw aptly titled Street Fighter the Movie, uh, or colloquially, Street Fighter the Movie the Game. <laughs> Colons all over this thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I know, Austin, you're, you're saying we, we got to call uh, Street Fighter the the movie called, the episode and, and then, then Street Fighter the movie the game the episode yeah yeah <laughs> such a good, such a good idea <laughs> well it's Street Fighter the movie the commentary then Street Fighter oh, yeah, the yeah. movie the the episode and then Street Fighter the movie the game the episode <laughs> and and go listen to those if if you haven't yet but uh, yeah so we we have uh, this is gonna be the movie the game uh, one for arcades and one for at home um, you needed that right uh, can't expect the film to uh, go in alone without its Buddies by its side. Uh, this is the multimedia era, damn it, at its, uh, you know, its finest. Which is why today we are going to step out of the theater and into the living room to educate you all on a tale that was running parallel to our ridiculous previous episode, the development of the series' black sheep of the SF family. What went wrong? What did we think? And most importantly, how did they recover into getting such a valuable IP back on track again? <laughs> this is Hot Button. I'm Randall Beatrice, joined by... Uh, Austin Blakesley. I do, okay. And, and in person, Andrew Banks. Tatsumaki Sabuki! <laughs> Our Street Fighter experts. Uh, also, don't worry, this recording won't be nearly as long. Uh, think of this topic as a sort of bookend to our prior outing, a bonus for the listeners who perhaps have uh, some memory of firing this up on their freshly acquired PlayStation 1s when uh, Ridge Racer and Rayman weren't, you know, just weren't enough to keep the friends at their sleepover occupied. Uh, so... <laughs> Who's ready? <laughs> I, I would be surprised if there's no mention of cocaine in the script after the last one. <laughs> uh, yeah, there might, there might be some mention, uh, a mention of cocaine. Huh? Um, so uh, we're back to the early 90s. Uh, Hollywood's out there doing its thing, burning dollars. Uh, this while our Eastern gaming publisher is uh, duking it out with Midway's Mortal Kombat, as well as uh, its endless clones. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there was... 
Um, war gods. War gods. Um, Killer Instinct. Killer. Well, that wasn't a clone. More. It was also wasn't out yet. Tattoo yeah. Assassins. Tattoo Assassins. Didn't Tattoo Assassins Wait. not come out? Right. But Way of the was, Warrior. Way of the Warrior. It was promoted. Fight for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Bio Freaks. That's I guess that's after. That was later. later yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. There. And they're... not a single Street Fighter clone in sight. <laughs> street Fighter. Nobody ever tried to make a new Street Fighter. <laughs> so this was a war for market dominance. Uh, sprites were out. JPEGs of digitized real people were in. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. you can't Public get more decided. real than real. Uh huh. Yeah. Tiff files probably. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on. That's um, not true. They were compressed as shit. And, and not that it would last. Uh, this was the, if, as far as Street Fighter goes, this this was their only cracked entry that used photographs rather than original artwork. Uh, but due to this, it was interestingly kind of cemented its own legacy. Uh, of course, that legacy was a botched attempt to breathe a new life into their once guaranteed moneymaker. Uh, like there's actually there was actually a lot riding on this. Um, as I hinted in the opener, it was destined to be a system seller, launching as part of the OG lineup on the PS One in September of 1994, uh, at least in the North Americas anyway. And this and the the Saturn version weren't ports either. They were separately built from the ground up by different studios um, than the one in uh, arcades. Uh, and uh, securing the funding proved to be tougher than its silver screen counterpart. Um, the concept was even deemed uh, too high risk by Capcom's executive producer, um, Yoshiki Akimoto, and uh, illustration group head uh, Akira Yasuda. Um, nevertheless, with a bit of convincing, they went forward with it. Although uh, senior vice president of the USA branch, uh, uh, Joe Morisi, stated that the uh, general discomfort from the Japanese headquarters uh, at Capcom um, led to the U.S. team to take uh, control of the arcade portion of the endeavor. Specifically, a Chicago-based company called Incredible Technologies, previously Free Radical Software. And I know what you're thinking, no relation. <laughs> yeah, they would have predated it by a few years. Yeah. There's also, there was a big arcade development scene in Chicago, so that, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Midway... <laughs> Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's interesting. You said they had a hard time uh, gathering funding here. And I'm just thinking about, like, inflation-adjusted, Street Fighter Two made, like, over $10 billion. Like, yeah. Without adjusting for inflation, <laughs> it made over $1 billion for sure. They were like, they were happy to throw that into the movie. Like, they just... I, But that's what I mean is, like, <laughs> movies didn't even cost anywhere near that much back then. No, you no, know? no. And so... Man, it's like you could have funded any video game on Earth for how much money Street Fighter Two raked in. Yeah. You know? Like... But no, I think it was more about how, like, because they were they were splitting the uh, the work between uh, the the two, like, you know, having the American side do the arcade version and having the uh, uh, the Japanese side do the uh, the console versions. That it was like there could have been a bit of favoritism in that, or or they're just a maybe just a distrust, like, um, in the North Americas that like they haven't really, as far as fighting games go, this is kind of or maybe they just associated us with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's some internal like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat was made in America. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, it couldn't have been as stupid as, well, they did digitized sprites in Chicago for Mortal Kombat, so what if we did digitized sprites for Chicago for Street Fighter? <laughs> Maybe that was the... Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they had a more informed decision than that, but... <laughs> so, Incredible Technologies, um, they were founded out of a basement in 1985 by married couple Richard Ditton, a NASA engineer, and Elaine Hodgson, a biochemist. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, beginning with releases for the uh, um, Amiga, Atari ST, and the Ip, Ip, Ipinx, like E-P-Y-X, 
Epics? Epics? Fucking with a Y. Stupid. That's a video game platform? uh, It's probably like a PC Mm, platform, yeah. yeah. Um, Before pivoting to work for higher jobs, including a handful of Data East pinball tables. Um, Struggling to maintain profitability, they were eventually able to keep themselves rolling through a collaboration with Capcom in 88 on a trackball bowling cabinet. Um, A year later, they saw success with the debut of the Golden Tee series. Uh, giving them that confidence with their licensees. Um, Except they were a small staff, uh, then consisting of just uh, 32 employees, with only half of them being game devs. The other half were primarily accountants. Um, The MK-style graphics, though, were going to require cameras and a room for pictures, something not everyone had access to. I'm sorry, audio... And they did. Audio listeners are just not going to get the face (laughs) that I just made that. How do you have a company that is half accountants... Wait, no, are they doing accounting for somebody else? They're not just accounting for their own employees, right? I, because that's like... That, <laughs> that's, yeah, that, you hire one accountant <laughs> per employee. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, that is that is hiring as many people measuring the thing that they're doing as it is doing the thing. Like, I, I they must be doing outsourced accounting, like, right? Like they're, I, I don't they're, know. <laughs> uh, this was from the uh, a Polygon article. Maybe it, it's like... They just mean like business people, like money people, but then hey, it would make more sense if they were like sales people or biz dev people or yeah, not necessarily accountants, money men. You only <laughs> you only need a couple of them. <laughs> it's that. Uh, I'll dig it. Maybe there's there's a mistake somewhere, but uh... or maybe they just hired a bunch of accountants to do all the rest of the work. Oh, maybe they all came from like it's like okay, yeah. I know you're a CPA, but like. You're HR now. Yeah. <laughs> You're the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> you restock the vending machines. <laughs> so according to that uh, that exhaustive rundown um, that I mentioned from Polygon, this was in uh, this is from a 2021 piece. Um, it was a uh, uh, shoot. I should. Did I not have the name here? Ah, I, I probably have it at the end. Apologies to. Whoever on the Polygon staff, I, 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 normally I, it's it's up front for me, but um, but this was a, a quite the mission to get uh, this shit onto shelves. Uh, the contracts with the movie's cast were there. Uh, meanwhile, Capcom uh, just merged their business uh, allies, um, GameStar, into a combination group known as Capcom Coinop. Uh, incredible technology, still doing the bulk of the heavy lifting, of course. Um, not that they were. Jumping into the task totally blind, they even proved themselves in the world of fighting games under the Strata brand, uh, your Time Killers and Bloodstorm. Okay, um, there it is. Almost thought that was a j- the, the joke came from The Simpsons for a sec. Uh, the Bone, Bone Storm. Yeah, Bone Storm. But that didn't uh, necessarily make them an ideal fit. In fact, uh, Hodgson recounts that the deal came from a trip to the Capcom office where she was proposing other projects for their own catalog, when upon recognizing the skill set they used in their library of sports titles, that featured the transferring of photos uh their executives returned with the pitch for this instead it needed to uh the income to stay afloat so she accepted even crediting street fighter as the reason uh, golden t3d saw completion now uh this wasn't designed to be a replacement or a sequel it was meant to entice us in the west away from the competition that was mortal Kombat. quote they were doing this movie for an American audience. They were looking uh, to us to be more Americanized. But AKA more Americanized than Chicago, baby. <laughs> I mean, that just this fuck their pizza. Look, maybe there's a, a little prescient, right? But it's like 
a uh, kind of a foreshadowing of what would go on for years as far as what Japan thinks America wants versus what they're actually seeing results of what we really want now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, and then now <laughs> turns out what we actually want is just shit from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, shit from Japan that isn't boring, you know, or like whatever. Like there, there's examples. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. We made- for, listen, Japan's never boring. <laughs> Inappropriate, yes. <coughs> Fucked like, up, yes. <laughs> boring. Yeah. Well, I mean, like sometimes you come across stuff that it's like so Japanese that you're like, how am I supposed to relate to this? And other times you're like, oh no, we we really just wanted you to be yourself rather than trying to put this character that we all knew for years into some gritty american military uniform or whatever right like mm, yeah. yeah don't talk shit on Bomberman like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah the xbox 360 gem Bomberman x zero i'm just saying what happened to chris redfield i don't know uh <laughs> hey i take that over the shadow of the hooch edge like, he- <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> yeah um So, basically, they were being commissioned to square off with them uh, toe-to-toe here, uh, Midway and Williams, who had more resources and workers at bay. Uh, Incredible Technologies, ironically, had way less superior tech at hand and were known for doing things uh, quickly and affordably, but they did have the drive. Um, The overall attitude, however, was already a tad muted. Uh, Chris Kramer, a PR rep from Capcom USA, recalled an instance where he made an unfortunate comment on Usenet in regards to the product's expectations. Uh, not that it was his intention, though, but it, it still came across as a slight at the, the game's potential uh, quality in comparison to, you know, a Street Fighter 2. Which was sort of tragic about his post was that the, the higher-ups couldn't read it. Unbeknownst to him, uh, the devs could. <laughs> so uh, this caused the, uh, those close to the project to meet up with him in an effort to prove prove him wrong, uh, prove everybody wrong, uh, that this could hang with their mainline entries. Uh, all while elsewhere, MK2 was now tearing it up, and uh, 3 was announced. Like, that, that's, that used to I, be quick. <laughs> I want to make a joke about, like, it's like, Oh, we need a follow-up to one of the best-selling, most popular fighting games ever made. I mean, the grandfather of the genre, essentially. Yeah. What about the people that made the bowling game that we went that went well? <laughs> but <laughs> well, then that, I well, think. Well, that's why I don't think they cared. This was just meant to be like a like your Burger King toy for the movie. Well, like but a, hold yeah. on, don't discount people like that because then years later, Microsoft was like. We should make a new Killer Instinct. Who do we get? How about the people that made the Buffy the Vampire Slayer game? Yeah, <laughs> true. And then cut to one of the best fighting games of like the past decade comes out. <laughs> hey, and as far as the the movie, it's like you know the Goldeneye hadn't happened yet. Like a rare, you know. It's like get the Donkey the original, Kong Country guys to make a bomb. The original made a Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, Killer Instinct was ninety. Is that 94? That's 94. Okay. All right. Yeah. Same, it all same comes here. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving further into the early stages of development, uh, the IT crew flew out to Australia to visit the movie set. Um, take notes, take pics, make sure everything was in harmony in terms of it being a cohesive, you know, like, like it, <laughs> it was not cohesive. Well, I could, it, yeah, it looked like it as far They're as tie-ins do- go. It's like, called doing their due diligence. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, problem was there were already a few hiccups. First and foremost, they were short-staffed and light on time. Uh, only five of them to be exact. Uh, Wait, how many of them the- were accountants? <laughs> Did they send, we sending all yeah. accountants. You're the photographer. My degree is in mathematics. I don't care. Go to Malaysia and take pictures of <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme doing cocaine or whatever. So their company's 32 people. They sent five, two being the founders in charge. 
Um, and but the, you know they were cool. Uh, Elaine Hodgson uh, later giving many compliments to the designer Alan Noon, art director Ralph Melgoza, and manager Leif Marweed. Um, Noon and Marweed taking Leif care- Marweed. Leif, <laughs> Leif full name. <laughs> Leif Mar- I think it's Lev. Leif. I like Leif Marweed better. <laughs> Uh, him and Noon uh, taking care of the choreography um, uh, with the the mo- the models as Melgosa was behind the camera to capture the necessary assets needed to build the you know actual gameplay. The equipment used were rentals from back home, so they had to be extra safe. Uh, it also wasn't a job that could be done in a day. Uh, therefore, they stayed close by in a hotel just miles away from the um, Warner Brothers building in Brisbane. Um, uh, in order to get the shots, they constructed a blue screen area next to the special effects warehouse. Um, Elgoza was absolutely joyous to be around the film props and, uh, you know, and then sets. Um, they were even permitted to hang with the, uh, the, the cast whenever, partake in their catering. And, and it was neat to see them treated so well compared to what you often hear. Yeah, they're this catering. <laughs> Just touching my nose for the audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> John Clevendam did a lot of cocaine. Listen to our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know more. <laughs> um, so the plan was to be in and out in a matter of about two weeks. Simple. Except uh, after meeting with the costumed performers at a meet and greet dinner, uh, the then president of Capcom, Kenzo uh, uh, Sushimoto, made the mistake of pointing out just how huge the Street Fighter name was and how big this could be commercially, like the game. Which, in retrospect, is obviously hilarious, but then questions began to arise around the table when it came to royalties for the product. Uh, this is in front of the actors. Like, they signed on for the picture and likeness in toys, not video games. And even if the movie flopped, its interactive counterpart, you know, like, had it, it slam dunk, you know, like, or, or so they thought, anyway. Pull up the lawyer accountant. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I, I mean, I understand that in a lot of cases, uh, you know, a, no, like, a video game re- for this. a video game release might count as a toy. So That's like, what I was gonna say. In the early '90s, like th- mi- that was yeah. legally ambiguous whether video games were very true software or toys. I mean, when it comes, you to you remember those kind in of our ESRB episode, they're like, "What is a like a a a computer or what is a, a game console?" And they're like, "Well, game consoles like don't have keyboards and." A computer is like needs a monitor. Like it was just so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they, uh, well, it's like I. I my think... computer's got a printer. <gasps> yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> so, so does the Game Boy. <laughs> what I what I remember hearing. Uh, SNES is a mouse. You know, like what, <laughs> what I remember hearing in the not too distant past was that like you know there was that um you know the arcade one up uh cabinets that come yeah, out yeah, and yeah. like it it was like the only actual release of Marvel versus Capcom two in a long time <laughs> right yeah. like ten years. And and I think it's because you know, or at least speculation was uh, mostly from Maximilian, dude. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not personally familiar with these kinds of contracts, but um, was that the reason why that arcade cabinet could come out was because it counted as a toy, and they were allowed to make X number of wow. them. Wow. Uh, and and that's why it's so they don't have to like relicense a lot of things. I thought that, that was probably license. with the Simpsons one, like cabinet as well. I mean, it's all like, of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it, I mean, like, look, I don't know that there's necessarily any royalties owed, but I, I don't know. They, they need an accountant lawyer on that one. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so you know, the, everyone started murmuring, uh, and then this this meant further negotiations had to happen uh, for increased pay to the actors before anything in regards to the game could even start. And and this, like, it does propose an interesting issue. The, these were the early days of when virtual uh, performances weren't yet comparable to film, television, or theater. 
and no system was in place legally to assure those protections and compensations. Um, so when you have somebody in such a powerful position proudly boasting in front of everyone, like just how successful their business is, their brand, like millions this and millions that, and even if by accident, it creates a conflict with those actively participating in something that they won't in turn receive a dollar for. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been at work functions where uh, maybe some of the people higher up in the company had a little <laughs> too much to drink and started talking about that, how much money they made. Ooh. I was thinking about that. <laughs> That's interesting because for our listeners, if you would like to know about what it's like when voice actors strike, we have an episode on that. Yes, we do. Yeah. But they are part of SAG, technically, mm-hmm. but they are not the main part of SAG. What is a screen? It's a collection of <laughs> pixels lit up by a, some light source, and then they have like a liquid crystal panel, and then on the and there's glass in front of it, and then like a transparent oh. light bright, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like light that, bright. yes. Um, <laughs> but like, so SAG striking with the AMPTP is not the same as stri- SAG striking with the ESA. Yeah, they're different contracts in the same way that like. Voice actors for well, voice actors for cartoons and anime are kind of just fucked. But like <laughs> they, like they, yeah. So there's a SAG strike going on right now, right? And mm-hmm. like if you're in a movie, I'm sure it'll probably still be going on like, by the time. This it, is, like okay. let's use an example. David Harbor is in uh, as we talked about Gran Turismo colon based on a true story, <laughs> and he can't he can't promote it because of the SAG strike. Yeah, David Harbor. Also in the Alone in the Dark reboot coming out in October. Yeah. And we don't know if the SAG strike will be uh, going he on go in on October. Press tour but can he go on a press junket for Alone in the Dark? Because he's part of SAG, but if they're not negotiating with the ESA. Just food for thought. And the, no, that's interesting. And I, and I wonder <laughs> if, like, actors having nothing to do right now, like, if game companies are trying to take advantage of that with any oh. games they have in development. But we won't know the results of that in, like, For a few years. years. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure David Harbour didn't do his Alone in the Dark thing last yeah, week. It's been it in the works for to, years, right? Yeah, you're but totally right. In, like, 2026, it'll just be, like, a bunch of very famous actors in video games that get announced because they're, like... Or is a SAG strike? <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for the next Crime Boss game. We'll see what city that's set in and who's in that game. Yeah. I was gonna make a joke. What about other that? cities are there? Is like there's Rock Hay City and then yeah. what's the rest yeah. of San Andreas? I, I was gonna make a joke about the DLC pipeline for Dead by Daylight. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, how'd they get Helen Mirren for Dead by Daylight? That's wild. That might actually get me to play it. No, uh, they would get like Susan Sarandon. Uh, or, or, uh, no, it was, uh, oh, what's her name? Cause she was in a whole bunch of horror stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis? No, uh, she's probably already in there for all I know. That's probably true. Anyway, um, so th- this was a very, um, wait a minute moment, <laughs> um, that caused, uh, various cast members to have to step away and contact their agencies. Uh, this was two shoots now, not one. <laughs> the fun thing about that way the legal system works though, is that you can like work on the game. You just don't like they're like they have to figure out the contracts before yeah, yeah, yeah. they start. You don't have to. <laughs> Who's gonna catch you? you? Buy the books. <laughs> yeah. You can start your work ahead of time and just like don't document it until you <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean I don't know if they would agree to it, but this... Oh yeah, I guess they would be working for no pay because Capcom wouldn't be paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And and this le- led to a uh like a hell of a delay to get it all sorted. Uh two weeks became six, a budget became more budget. 
et cetera, et cetera. Thankfully, our publisher fronted the bill as the IT squad patiently waited and watched the magic of filmmaking in action in what they described as yeah. tedious looking. <laughs> How are you going to make the money to cover this? Uh, we put another Street Fighter cabinet in fucking L.A. You were fine. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying that the, the developer covered the mm-hmm. cost to... to no. Do- the no, Capcom. Capcom, the publisher. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying that the the people they outsourced to covered the cost because I was oh, like, fuck this, no. this sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> no, they're, they're literally just like chilling and watching the, like the, all the takes. Uh, they're playing and, golf as research for Golden King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Microphones under cars. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're just sneaking onto golf courses with <laughs> mic packs and just. <laughs> the the benefit of this is that uh like folks got to know each other better um hodgson vouched highly of uh, ming ya wen in particular um she said she never wanted to be away from her children this long but that none of the resolving of the royalty situation was in like bad faith it was just an honest oversight that needed amending um and uh, sorry i made a, a, a like a share of these bits from the last episode uh they just felt more appropriate here um do you think that they're that her children are more happy that their mother was Mulan or Chun-Li? Uh, neither. It, it's the, what's her uh, Aki Ross from Final Fantasy The Spirit No. <laughs> no. Uh, Melgosa continued to tell a couple more amusing anecdotes uh, from their stay in Aussie country. The atmosphere, definitely an improvement from Bangkok that we spoke on prior. That's when everybody was coked and crazy and getting, getting massages Massages, um, yeah. big air quotes around <laughs> yeah. massages. Yeah, they're they're just men. They need their massages, Randy. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of tension. All, <laughs> all kinds of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tension in certain places. There's a certain part of your body where all the limbs come out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he joked about uh, Damien Chapa uh, Ken uh, slowly trudging along on a treadmill, eating a Snickers bar during training. Um, <laughs> dude's my hero. <laughs> he also grabbed food with Grand L. Bush and went clubbing with DJ uh, or uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Um, clubbing with DJ just sounds better though. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all clubbing with DJ? You know what I mean. <laughs> A couple of our champions didn't show up to their blue screen uh, uh, room though. Um, when and Greg Rainwater had to do their photos in Chicago after, um, perhaps due to scheduling. It was unclear. Um, the rest went fine. Uh, Hodgson said Van Damme uh, was unique in that he requested live playback of his sequences so he could view his moves in real time and witness precisely how it would appear in the game, uh, to which they obliged. As according to her, he was by far the most physical of those on the roster, like the most like fit, like doing uh, like e- easily do, um, like uh, just jumps, kicks, splits. Whatever they needed, all that jazz. He'd, he'd flip around so wildly, probably the cocaine. What? <laughs> that they'd uh, they'd even have to scrub uh, Marweed out of the pictures. Like he'd go too far, and then yeah, he'd get, yeah. You tried doing Guile's flash kick without stimulants. You know what I mean? <laughs> Usually, uh, uh, he uh, did that all by himself too. <laughs> Marweed would be the guy holding and guiding the actors as they did their routines, mm-hmm. and I just could, like end up in the background. I probably couldn't do Guile's flash kick on a trampoline. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but also, it's like, but what if you were on coke on a trampoline? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be doing uh, the ex one every time. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, which I guess we'll also get to. But yes. uh, uh, so is Van Dam uh, on or off cocaine? Doesn't really matter. Is yeah. he the do your own stunts kind of actor? Do you know? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was around the same era as like your Seagals and your uh, 
Like, who's another? Jackie Chan. Chuck but, Norris. Chuck Norris. Um, so, Elaine was happy. By the way, Van Damme, like, the least Republican out of all of them. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, Jackie Chan's a lovely dude. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right, you said him. But fuck, uh, <laughs> He's fuck a Chuck Norris star. and fuck... Uh, Agreed. Whoever else you said. Uh, Seagal. So, Steven Seagal, yeah. He sucks. Uh, art director Mel Gosa, however, <laughs> he thought Van Damme was, quote, an asshole. <laughs> you, you, you just said he wasn't, you know, super conservative. He still might be a prick. Um, but this was... Oh, yeah, th- for sure. This was also, remember, in the middle of his, like, divorce and... You know, addiction, like, I don't know. I think he's maybe lightened up since then, but... I don't know. He sounds kind of cool to me. (laughs) Apparently, while VD was uh, squaring off with Raul Julia's stunt double for their ending fight scene um, in the movie, uh, the devs were sitting on the sidelines uh, and uh, watching, and the the guy's, uh, his his hat kept falling off, and after the third ruined take, he frustratingly yelled, I'm not coming back until you staple or glue his hat on his head. (laughs) And, like, I get it. Like, you know, he just made a larger deal of it by hunkering down in his trailer and getting drunk for an hour and a half. I I mean, I guess, yeah, Yeah. I'm sure it could be frustrating to have to constantly, like, cut, reset, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, their hairpins exist, though. (laughs) You don't have to staple the hat to his head. (laughs) Seems like a bad idea. Other than that, attention was mostly drawn to his infamous ego. Uh, Marweed knew him, uh, knew how to schmooze him as a, as a fan. So they were able to get the right shots and they weren't the only ones either. Um, two different video games from two different developers also meant two different teams. Uh, see Capcom Japan, uh, was leading the PlayStation version of the, of the title. Then they, they had sent their own employees, uh, like to, uh, record separate photographs, um, for some reason. (laughs) Uh, originally, they were going to piggyback off the same space that Incredible Technology set up, but then everybody correctly came to the conclusion to just allow them to share gear. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. So it's possible the Arcade Edition's move lists weren't intended to be one-to-one. Regardless, Melgosa found uh, their presence uh, daunting, partly because of their uh, their direct connection to the parent company and partly because of the miscommunication on design philosophy. Um, each group likely having their own idea of how the attacks would work, how the special powers would be integrated. I, the concept for things to be um, Americanized <laughs> didn't vibe with traditional mar- martial arts. And uh, the Japanese studio took notice and were unpleased. Remember, like, in the in the film of the movie, they're like, we don't want, like, a, any the supernatural stuff. And then, but that's in the game, the, both, both versions of the game. Like it's yeah. So in fact, as you were painting this picture for us, I, I was imagining that it's like yeah, Capcom and and the you know the execs and and everybody in charge of like the brand bible if such a thing yes. existed yeah, in the yeah, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. uh, and and you know everybody showing up to make the video game. They're like, okay, we're gonna take these pictures. We're gonna we're gonna see Guy do it as flash kick. We'll we'll just do another take for the video game, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll wrap it up. And then, what do you mean there's no flash kick? <laughs> what what are, what are we taking pictures of? Like yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. There's no, there's no Shiryuken. Oh, that little spinny thing that Ken did. That's, yeah. that's all we got to work with. Are, are you... That's a really good point. They probably got there like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what do you mean Honda's only got two arms and he doesn't have six of them on screen at once when he mashes the punch button? I don't. How are we supposed to work with this? I, I don't know. This is this is what it sounds like to me. It's I, I based on how you've just worded yeah, that. Yeah. It sounds like everybody showed up and said, "Oh, we are expecting these special moves to be here," and everybody was expecting to be able to make the video yes. game off of yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Why is Chun-Li's dress red? Um, 
But they, they persevered, and the dynamic improved uh, enough for everyone to wrap up getting their images. Uh, Richard Ditton even got uh, Ralph Malgoza a cake for his 30th birthday to celebrate before the long flight home. That's cute. Um, That's the wild thing about game development in the 90s. Yeah. Is, like, this American studio from Chicago who made, like, a bowling game and golden tea. They're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are the guys that made Street Fighter 2, but, like... I got different design philosophies than them when it comes to making a Street Fighter game. Like, what do you... If Capcom hired somebody to make an offshoot of Street Fighter now, those people would never say a goddamn word to Capcom. They would no, be like, no. nah, we could do this better. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're now going um, at the point where uh, they actually had to put what they had collected together into a functioning video game. The boring stuff. No, and, uh, and let's focus on one product at a time here, beginning with the arcade edition. A um, couple quick details. Uh, there was a push to differentiate it's, uh, itself from SF1 and 2 in many ways. Um, there was a greater emphasis on juggling air combos. You could now cancel a special move with another special move. Um, and then there are there were two exclusive characters. Um, and uh, or I think they each had two, uh, according to my notes. So that that's where uh, we'll we'll get to the 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 that in a second. But but uh, but yeah, certain certain fighters can. Um, Deflect projectiles with uh, others were centered around charging. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know I, that. I, I only noticed that when we started fighting the computer, but not when we were fighting each other. <laughs> right. I was like, no, wait, what is the point of this move? I can't hit anyone with it. And then you go against the computer. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> and we should explain, right? We all sat down with, with all three of these uh, versions last night. So it's, it's fresh in our minds. Yep. Just now we, we've got like direct experience. Um, so uh, the methods for uh, the method for grappling was reversed, along with the player having the ability to escape throws or perform a counter. Um, there were new interrupts following a block. I know this is like technical. Um, the uh, but this is what you know they had in this in this piece. Uh, a comeback mechanic was added, uh, which can only be used when your health gauge is in the danger territory, which uh, would later return an alpha. Uh, I think maybe I don't know how much of these are all of them. I'm, so uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, how much we're familiar with? I know, it's, I know this is so, like very specific, but oh, so I mean, it's what the fans care about? Yeah, well, based on what you've covered so far, right? Like, I didn't notice special to special canceling, but I also didn't know to look for it. Yeah, um, yeah. I did notice that there were some moves that sort of automatically made air combos, and the other thing we noted too is like we were also looking at games that were coming out uh, around the same time, even yeah. from Capcom. In fact, especially from Capcom, we yes. were looking at yeah. like some other games that were coming out around the same time as street fighter, the movie, the game and, and, and street fighter alpha and street fighter two and whatever. <laughs> um, and right around this time, uh, would have been the release of, uh, uh X-Men children of the atom. And that will come up. <laughs> well, and starting with yeah. that game, uh, and and you know the later on the Capcom versus series, you know like X Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, whatever. Yeah. Um, there was a large emphasis on uh, on air combos, like you know it would call it out with like a voice and say air combo, like whenever cool. whenever you got it. So it doesn't surprise me that they were starting to think about it already for this game. Mm. Um, and yeah, some of the special moves would automatically like launch you and catch you in the same one. So I guess if I really knew what I was looking for, maybe, <laughs> maybe I would have been able to get I a little I'm bit like, more fancy. But... I'm afraid of, of like stating like, oh, it originated here and it might not have, like, like apparently there was a, um, a regen system uh, or a regeneration system that to restore your life mid match. And that that came back in succeeding entries too. I don't know if this was first. I didn't notice that mechanic at all. Yeah, 
I mean, they don't they don't uh, tell so, you like or telegraph anything. Well, like, well, so you know, one of the other games we played last night was uh, Darkstalkers two, uh, yeah. and um, you know, the Darkstalkers games, especially Vampire Savior, which would be Darkstalkers three. Uh, they make it very visible on your health bar that there's a part that you can recover if you take the offensive back, right? Um, Tekken 8 is going to have a mechanical out like this too, but it's like there was nothing on the UI uh, that indicated that to me, so if it was there, I don't know, maybe you had to read the manual. (laughs) This is the either that came with the arcade. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's uh, painted on the side somewhere. Yeah, on the marquee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on to the broader features, uh, there's a 14-level solo campaign (laughs) ending with Bison, was that the one that began with Bison and your meant to lose, or was that the PlayStation in the console ones? That's the console one. Okay, yeah, sorry. So w- when when we did the arcade mode, uh, in in our yeah. the arcade game, it started with a Chun Li fight every time. That's right. It doesn't make any. It it really tricks you into thinking it's going to be a like you're just going to be playing out all the fights from the movie that happened mm. and those characters, but it kind of doesn't. I don't know. We didn't make it through I mean, all the arcade games. Typically, just have an arcade mode where they just pit you up. Yeah. Against- but, what, but what's interesting is that if you beat it, it unlocks a secret tag team mode that changes the, the format to a type of Marvel vs. Capcom thing. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way that we could have, uh, uh, like, we're, I'm unlocked have, that ourselves I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, well, without dude, having to. Yeah, if we were going to try to unlock it, we would have been there I meant, all night. No, no, yeah. I didn't mean manually. I meant, like, <laughs> depending on who you choose for the story, didn't it just. Do we get to choose? You get a character select. Okay. In the uh, arca- in an arcade mode? It's an arcade I, no, mode, yeah. I, no, no, no. In the arcade... Well, the solo... Yeah, this didn't have a story. This didn't have cutscenes. It's it, just an arcade mode. Right. Uh, sorry. We played these both back-to-back and, like, yeah. my brain... Okay, so, um, and depending on who you chose, uh, a closing sequence of promotional stills advertising the film <laughs> would pop up, complete with text describing their, you know, their fate or... <laughs> Speaking of the roster, there were 14 main heroes and villains to pick from for getting the palette swaps... Uh, so there's there's no uh, Fei Long, uh, who wasn't present in the movie, but also no no DJ, T-Hawk, Dalsim, or oddly enough, Blanca, who, uh, you know, which is really bizarre considering how much screen time that had. But, uh, uh, but, because Dalsim's in the movie but doesn't fight and definitely doesn't yeah. fight as Dalsim, but Blanca is very much in the movie, very totally. much fights and is a, like a central part yeah. of that movie. So, yeah. Supposedly he was dropped last minute as being a playable fighter, um... As so the leftover data implies, so I don't know. But uh, Akuma was offered at the start, uh, who was not in the film. And then two uh, more characters created for the movie are present as newcomers, Sawada and Blade. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the latter having uh, multiple variants. Um, same with your S-Bison in there. But, uh, <laughs> and... Um, this is also the the lone Street Fighter release where Western names were used for the various fighters. Uh, the actors are credited, presumably due to their that late contract dispute, um, with the unfortunate exception of Julia, as he was no longer with us by these stages of production. Um, instead, his stunt double, Darko uh, Tuscan, was cast as a result. Uh, some outfits were retooled to resemble the, the previous entries as well. To get uh, technical again for a sec... Uh, each human model had around 600 to 800 digital frames of animation, totaling 32 megabytes of graphics. Um, this cabinet was uh, also... This, we are still talking only about the arcade yes, version. Yes, correct, correct. Because that is an important thing to, an important <laughs> thing to distinguish when we're talking about how many frames of animation there are. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, this cabinet uh, was also um, 
uh, rocking 256 colors over, you know, two's measly 16 and MK64. And we're on top of that. As the project was reaching bug testing, a couple interesting questions arose. First... What would it even be called? <laughs> uh, Alan New noted uh, that uh, there was a brief moment the game was codenamed as Street Fighter 3, partially because of the language barrier between them and the Japanese office. It's made it easier. Um, quote, I distinctly recall that originally during the, the, the pitch process, it was billed as such. Um, and he wasn't alone in the confusion. This caused Capcom's USA public relations associate, uh, Chris Kramer, that I mentioned before, to post to Usenet, once more, he loves using it uh, to clarify to those in the community that this was not, <laughs> despite the reported rumors. Of course, years later, Noon would find a design doc with the words Street Fighter 3 on it, making them repeat the phrase in interviews, but I digress. The The actual Street Fighter 3 wouldn't see light until, was that? 97. 97. Okay, but, so but that's even, still some time away. Even still, like that, that's it's totally true that Capcom was like, well, you know, how do you follow up Street Fighter 2? Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. there were all sorts of projects that were potentially yeah. Street Fighter 3. I mean, we, we were talking about this last night. They they churned like out... Resident Evil 4. They churned out like 30 fighting games in 10 years yeah. when after they made Street Fighter 2, they're like, okay, guys, hit the ground running, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is where the money is. There's gold in them hills. <laughs> and, and But it's still, it's still a, a gargantuan test to call anything street fighter 3. oh yeah no, the game sure. that, the game that eventually became street fighter 3 did not start life as street fighter oh that's funny so yeah, yeah. well uh meanwhile elaine hodgson uh katsuya akimoto akira yasuda uh takeshi tezuka and hideki itsuno always knew that this was never intended to wear that banner akitomo stating that it would have obviously been a far larger job in terms of scope and resources if that was the case um a sequel to street fighter 2 would wouldn't have been subcontracted out Ralph Magoza's response to this, and uh, one that makes the most sense to me, was that it was just a local internal development name. Uh, he also chalks it to a major pivot in direction early on when the movie script that was sent to them was totally different than what we saw. Des describing the plot as, a, as more in line to a Ken and Ryu buddy flick, one who did things honorably and by the books, paired with your then, you know, unconventional partner who plays by their own rules. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be Ken, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Honestly, that either sounds, way, it wasn't actually Street Fighter Three material. But. It sounds closer to what Street Fighter is than what the movie ended up being. But. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, like a Bond movie? <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's one way to put it. Yeah, Ryu loves rules, but he's like so bad at following them because there's like six evil versions of him. <laughs> I, you know, the the other thing I know Ryu loves doing is uh, arms dealing Nerf guns to mm -hmm. terrorist groups. That's <laughs> Uh, his other favorite There's, pastime. But there is a violent, there, Violent Ken from CBS. Yes, Violent yeah. Ken. That was the name I couldn't think of. Violent Ken, Evil Ryu, Kage. Uh, there's probably more. Akuma <laughs> was supposed to be an evil version of him at one point, I thought. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That could be true. <laughs> Outside of the silly naming debacle, Incredible Technologies, um, they, they were able to like pretty much silently stick to themselves for the majority of the game's development. Uh, Capcom had their PS1 and Saturn versions to stay busy, so and, and all those other like m fighting games that you mentioned, Andrew. So interference was fairly hands off for the team. Um, Cyberbots, <laughs> a Capcom fighting yes. game. Yep. That's one. That's also in that last uh, collection, collection, right? Mm -hmm. That with Red, Red Earth, Red Earth, Red Earth. Red yeah, yeah. That is maybe War. the fourth time you've asked me this week. Yeah, because it's, it's such a like <laughs> yeah. Wargrave, isn't that one of them? Uh, Red Earth has a different name in oh, Japan. Oh, okay, okay, that's the Red Earth in Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
there were disagreements amongst the staff on whether to make overall control feel in family with the classic iterations of the franchise or to mimic Mortal Kombat's ideas on input methods. Um, these, however, were settled in studio without the need to bother our publishers over, you know, overseas. While occasional visits from GameStar and uh, Capcom uh, reps would happen, um, like, and for reference, these types of check-ins nowadays are, are like daily or weekly. Um, it, it wasn't the case back then. Um, but uh, it wasn't until the title was uh, nearing gold status that a group of uh, from Japan's division, uh, the very same who were sent to Australia, uh, would fly over to Illinois to take a look at what they had. And it was evidently clear that they weren't entirely thrilled. There was a- Akimoto, who was the artist and advisor, uh, Akatomo, who's a programmer, and uh, Yashuda, uh, who was the head of um, uh, illustrations, like the art director. Um, and uh, they would settle in with the developers for a month to give them guidance and suggest adjustments. There were updates to the pixel renderings of the actors, balance tweaks, hitbox changes, and none of these were small fixes. Yoshida claimed that um, Akatomo was especially angry with the American trio, genuinely believing that this wasn't going to sell. Um, the misunderstandings when it came to communication didn't help. Uh, Akatomo knew his English wasn't the strongest, which is funny since he was formally assigned to be their interpreter. <laughs> um, but he was determined to get the project where it needed to be. Aka- Akamoto, on the other hand, was apparently labeled by his own coworkers as being quite the abusive dick to everyone. <laughs> Uh, making inappropriate jokes at the expense of the um, the IT employees and undermining them. Uh, quote, he was constantly harassing the people around him, the kind of behavior that today would probably cause a lawsuit. And that was from Akatomo directly, his, his co-worker. Um, Yashuda even saying that Akatomo had to downplay his bullshit during translations, which then uh, just pissed that, like, that pissed that dude off even more because then he could be understood. Uh it's getting heated. Uh, like, like where we're at, the the shipping build is practically done. The time for requests that messed heavily with the code or art any further had long passed. Um, so Akatoma's frustrations were uh, essentially pointless. Which, by the way, he was pretty much the single standout person in this whole episode who declined future interviews to explain himself and give like a take his you know personal take on the experience. So the dick shocker. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Everybody else is more than willing to talk um yeah at that point if you start saying like no here's what really happened then all you're going to do is get more people to remember other lousy things you that's did. A, yeah that's a good point actually <laughs> that's not how i recall it uh so uh yashuda was inserting some tiny improvements here and there but still feared the end product wasn't fun uh he just had a, a he just had a better fucking attitude about it uh elaine just let it roll off her back she was aware that it maybe wasn't what they wanted but you know fuck it this it was their game and they stuck to the core mission given to them the forced collaboration trucked on. Okatomo's uh, antics continued. Akatomo, he was the cooler one, uh, referring to him as, uh, referring to Akatomo as Loki in retrospectives. He, uh, like the he, god of tricks. Yes, yeah. He, uh, he did have his defenders somehow. Uh, Daryl Williams of Capcom's CoinOp said his demeanor, as well as forthrightness, was in part to their uh, dedication down to the most meticulous factors. Um, remember that the, their publisher like was probably like, the most respected third party in the world at the time, Capcom. Like, I mean, hell, even right now, to, mm-hmm. to a degree, they might still be my favorite. Uh, yes. Not that there were they, they had, any occasional misfires, stupid fucking exoprimal. <laughs> they, they, they had the reputation back in the day, I'm told. I, yeah. I've only heard this on hindsight, but I, I've heard that uh, people back then called them Cap God because uh, eh, they were on right. such a, a winning streak back then. There you go. 
I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I mean, Konami was like, but it's certainly not in the fighting game scene. That, mm. that, that that was ruled by Capcom and almost exclusively up until you know Mortal Kombat came onto the scene. But um, Ralph Mogoza uh, thought the tense atmosphere was simply an intimidation tactic. Uh, she may not have been wrong. You've got this underdog Western company hired by this massive Eastern one, and he didn't seem to hate uh, Okatomo as aggressively as several of the others did. Uh, in contrast, he actually sort of dug him. Uh, Melgosa's, Melgosa said he was outgoing, creative, and eager to get his messages across, acting through gestures when he c- couldn't explain stuff audibly. Um, the sheer amount of effort was inspiring to him, even if it came packaged with the rudeness. Um <laughs> Towards the final days of their trip, Elaine and Richard wanted to leave things on positive vibes and tried to patch their, the, the relationship up uh, with their visitors by inviting the three of them over to their place to, to, to hang out. Um, however, this friendly attempt soon failed when they got exposed to the wealth the couple had earned um, through their contributions to the industry. Not being aware of their modest past, Yoshida was basically like, we fucking are the guys that did Street Fighter 2, this gargantuan hit, and these folks are, like, living in a mansion with a giant basement, a 200-inch projection screen TV, a whole separate game room. Like, the luxury of it all instantly turned to jealousy. It, it just rubbed in the wrong way. They thought they were flaunted, like, you know, like, and and they, too, would become rich themselves uh, years later <laughs> after, but, like, as of this date... Uh, little money was actually seen by them f- from their success. Like, I-, I don't know how residuals were, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> back then. non-existent. But, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, they, like, that, uh, those three guys, like, they went back to Capcom and threatened to quit um, until, like, like all together be- before their raises were, were granted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gave them a... The, bargaining power. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I mean, like that's a, that's a good point. I, and I I don't remember what. Capcom... Well, I just meant a game. It also like implanted the the thought, like the like a tough. And like, yeah, they're like, no, for uh, this, for real. Yeah. Always know your your, your worth, worth when yeah. you, when you do something like that, sure. right? Like it's like so. Yeah, I, I don't remember if Capcom in particular was necessarily guilty of this back then. I'm, there's a good chance probably. Or they would every like, every studio they would like change their people's names in the credits to like try to avoid Ooh. them getting poached and stuff like. That. I mean, that was common enough that yeah. again, can't say for sure that this is what Capcom did, but it's like, yeah, if you made a game as lucrative as Street Fighter mm-hmm. Two, and you are and you know that your contributions to that make you unre- like irreplaceable, right? Like, they, they, <laughs> and then when they, you go chill at the at the the yeah. the, the, the bowling guys, <laughs> you're like, yeah, they're like, the- wait a minute, I should be making bowling games. Yeah, <laughs> but- yeah. Hot- Hodgson joked that that the that this was the house that quote Golden Tea built. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, yeah. how many bars have you been to that didn't have Golden Tea? Ah. <laughs> uh- yeah, that was so big for a while. It was either that or what's the deer hunting? Big yeah, Buck like, Hunter. Yeah, Big, big Buck, Buck Hunter. Hunter. It's those two. It, yeah. If it's if it's a dive bar, it's got one of those two games in it. Or it did. Anyway, it's probably all been replaced by, you know, something that skirts up to the line of gambling Touch now. tunes. Yeah. It's it's funny because in this, like, moment in time, that that, that house, that, that mansion, like, they're... Like they had to, they it was collateralized to the bank for a loan to get assignments like this out the door. So like, so it they it, probably it didn't was, know their home was. You're saying it was it was designed to be showy to present success. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, this just it didn't do it the way that they uh, <laughs> intended. I think maybe there's just a, there's a separation in culture. Like if you, if you're trying to like 
act, you know, that way to an invest, like a local partner or investor, they'll, they'll be like, Oh, they're like, they, they're good business people. Uh, but it's like, you know, I think to the, to these guys, they were just like, they thought it was like a dick measuring contest. I don't know. It was, um, but th- th- this was more personally motivated. Like, like the, that couple, like they just wanted to, um, extend that olive branch a bit. Um, that's all. And they weren't, they weren't re- required to host anything. This wasn't during work hours. But uh, it was what it was, though. Uh, the crew returned to Japan. Melgosa really just found the uh, contradictory nature of the uh, meetup befuddling. One minute, they're given total freedom on the project, and the next, they're, they've got people peering over their shoulder, asking about every element they could. Williams remembering an example where they sat at his desk to literally edit the sprite of a fireball. Not that it bugged him in the slightest, but it was strange to, like, swap what people's roles were or who was in charge and, and like just taking a liberty or initiative to just be like, I'm going to like, it's, yeah. it's hard to work toward a thing that has a finished state when yeah. you're changing who was doing what on the fly. Like I, that's absolutely frustrating. I yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, Mogosa began to wonder if they were, uh, being set up to lose. Like this was Capcom's baby. An American studio waltzing in was bound to step on some toes. Uh, it's a prospect he could sympathize with. Luckily, they kept it cool. No bad blood, you know. Um, not on their side, at least. Our Japanese producers didn't particularly reflect on those weeks uh, as a victory. <laughs> as fondly. But, uh, um, which brings us to their development of those aforementioned uh, PlayStation and Saturn versions. Uh, thanks to you again, Andrew, for getting all this stuff. But uh, for us, um, and all on the legit hardware and mm-hmm. uh, and copies yes, of that. Yes, hardware. Yeah, I can't believe you found an actual arcade machine of that. <laughs> yeah, it was machine. really heavy. Carried it I, over. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Brought it on its train. That's wild. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we are now familiar with with each of them, uh, which we said we should say their availability in 2023 isn't the easiest if you don't have the uh, proper. If you don't have an eye patch and a peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and I should also state, as we have often discovered in the past of researching topics, that um, unearthing well-documented stories of foreign game production, specifically Japan, is extremely difficult. So this section will be significantly shorter. <laughs> um, but the goal was for both to make their public debut in summer of 1995, uh, six months after the film's release in the United States. The actor sprites did indeed come from those shared photo shoots with the cast, although these were processed differently because of their respective hardware capabilities. Um, this led to completely changed backgrounds, audio, UI, of course, plus the combat system, uh, most importantly. In fact, these console variants are regularly described as being more in rhythm to a Street Fighter II Turbo than that, that fancy cabinet intelligence was making. Um, I don't know it, how much we agree, but that's that was the consensus that yes I Yes and no? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> re- yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get to it. There's a yeah. discussion part coming yes, up. Yes, yeah. there, there is. Uh, there were even pieces of Darkstalkers built into it, such as the Super Specials, where a player had to... Uh, their co- they had to combo gauge at half or higher to pull off an unlimited number of attacks using two buttons. An EX move. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Street Fighter Three Second Impact would include this by 97-2. There were four main modes, uh, a solar campaign titled Movie Battle... Uh, where you would assume the role as Guile and recreate the plot lines of the movie through branching paths of fights determined by your choices. I mean, they're always binary. It's just too... It's um, it basically just a better NetherRealm story mode, yeah. really. Yeah, <laughs> everybody would... God. <laughs> because NetherRealm... Yeah, they could they, learn something. Yeah, from... they, they don't give you any choice in those stories at all, and this one did. And that's, yeah. We checked that out during our session. Um, I don't know for how far we made it. We made it like three fights in okay. on one of them. 
Upon defeating Sagat, Bison, and Final Bison in a single match, you'd be we have to look this up. You'd be greeted with a music video of the song "Something There" by Chajin uh, Asuka, a Japanese folk duo from the motion picture soundtrack. I guess they went with them over MC Hammer. <laughs> like, um, you couldn't all, get Ice Cube for the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, there was Street Battle that tests you with beating 12 AIs at random as any character, you know, that you wish to fill the shoes of uh, versus for local two-person multiplayer and trial mode if you wanted to go against the entire roster in order for a timed high score. Um, a roster that wasn't one-to-one with its arcade counterpart. Uh, Blade was gone. Pour one out for Blade. Oh, man. Yeah. It was real. I was so disappointed. <laughs> Sawada stuck around. Took so out my main. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? I got to change characters. Uh. Yeah. Blade was my favorite because he just threw knives. <laughs> and his feet had knives and his hand had knives. Was, there was a lot of knives. I didn't, I didn't have this in here, but you may, uh, like... You reminded me when you're talking about throwing knives. There's like blood splat. Like that's like just to make it more Mortal Kombat. That's not in other Street Fighter games. No, I remember Street Fighter games are out. You don't kill like, people in Street Fighter. You yeah. knock them out. Right. Yeah. It's well. It says KO. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. No yeah. Nobody gets hurt. No bones broken. That's why right. uh, in Tekken they always have that animation where they fell on their keys. So that way they're all like, oh, my back. Because they're yeah. like, we don't want you to think they're dead on the ground there. So they always go, oh, no, my back. Every time. Every single time. What's the Jackie Chan fighting game? He gives you a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like in, in Street Fighter Six when Ryu cocks his hand back and then flexes his muscles so hard that all his veins pop out and then punches you in the stomach and then goes up and knocks you in the chin and sends you flying two, like 12 feet in the air. Nothing breaks. No. You just no blood. Out, which also, you just, you just oh, go to sleep for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it, which also isn't like a dire medical situation in and yeah, of itself, yeah. you know, uh-huh, so it's uh-huh. fine. <laughs> so no blade, um, along with that bison trooper clone, I forget. Akuma was back uh, as an unlockable hidden uh, behind a cheat code. Uh, DJ and Blanca returned as well, albeit with Blanca uh, now recast as uh, from Robert Mamone to stuntman Kip, uh, or Kim Repia. Uh, oh, and uh, Darko Tuscan uh, once again having to fill in for... Julia, um, but this rounded out to twelve characters, two less than what we uh, us Americans delivered. Uh-huh. Otherwise, there was still pl- USA. Yeah, USA. <laughs> there was still plenty of DNA between them. Uh, sure, um, voice samples had to be localized or whatever. Uh, I guarantee there are. There's like a fan run wiki somewhere that lists everything. Um, but let's fast forward to the launch and reception of these turkeys, since all that's really left for me to present is that um, it went through certification, got rated, and thus was uh, officially named Street Fighter the Movie. Uh, both of them, <laughs> or the three of them, if you toss in the Saturn port. Not Street Fighter the Movie the Game, as it's forever called to avoid confusion. And but, also because the title is so dumb that you have to say it that way. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and an issue that remains their fault. Street Fighter the Movie the Game. Uh, based on a true story. <laughs> wait, no, sorry, wait. In Japan, it's known as Street Fighter colon Real Battle on Film. Mm, that's that, better. That, <laughs> yeah. That's better. Yeah. That's so I take back my USA chant. <laughs> uh, supposedly, this was to distinguish itself apart from an unrelated game based on the anime of the uh, of the same title. Uh, this which is... is terrible with names. It kills me. Which is... Because that is also called Battles it out, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Research for worst Street Fighter game ever made. Mm. Which one is that? The the one the Japanese one that's based on the animated movie. Yeah, but what's it called? I never played that. I think it's Street I think Fighter it's... the Animation. I believe oh, is the, is okay. the uh, English title. What does it look like? Uh, shit. What was that on? 
Was it? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, like what platform? Oh, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Also, Street Fighter 2010. Oh, yeah, that is a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like the uh, Bomberman Act Zero of, <laughs> of Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> so we've made it to market. Uh, race on over to your nearest arcade spot or retailer and relive the joy that you likely didn't even see in the theater considering the box office results. Um, according to what old reports I could find, physical units of the cabinets, the ones with Van Damme's flexing mug uh, slapped on them, were shipped out to venue owners mid-June of 95 worldwide and the PlayStation and Sega Saturn copies landed on Japanese shelves two months later in August. All, all while our region here, along with Europe, would get those in September. This very, the slight delay presumably being so it could be sold alongside the PS1's very, very uh, anticipated release. <laughs> Street Fighter, Poland, the interactive movie for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn also came out in 1995. That's that, worse. Man, they're prolific. <laughs> that is... And it is also apparently an FMV game. What? No, that's not. That's oh, wrong. like an, like animated FMV or filmed FMV. No, animated no. FMV. Okay. Although the sprite for Ryu just it looks like to give you guys <laughs> and our listeners some description. It looks like somebody took the backgrounds. It looks like they took Street Fighter the movie that we're talking about. Yeah. And just slapped sprites from Street Fighter 2 on top of it. <laughs> and and also the health bars. Uh let's see. Um <laughs> You're making I mean, a face. Yeah, it it definitely just looks like I mean, like, I don't recognize the character Cyborg. Uh but, <laughs> whoa, Cyborg's but, there? But the UI and the characters do just look like they're from Street Fighter 2. From mm-hmm. yeah, but with the back there's a backgrounds don't look like Street Fighter 2. Oh, weird. That looks like a fan, like... Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like it's a Mugen. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Mugen mod. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, how are these received? And uh, and don't worry, we'll get to our opinions after. I bet you guys are just dying to let those words out. <laughs> the listeners at home. <laughs> yes. Andrew's itching, I can feel it. Um, so the best word I can use to sum up the Arcade Edition's launch is... Quiet. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One more time? I, can't, I have to record that in order to use it. I'm just going to do this now. Um, it is, is quiet. Um, not that games uh, in this format ever get as much reviewing as the home because, system stuff does. but It's, it's because re- when it's in demo mode, it doesn't make any noise. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That was why it was quiet. Yeah, I was curious if there was something wrong with my arcade machine that I brought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. The arcade okay. machine. Yeah, I mean... Something it, I, wrong with the board. Yeah, there yeah, could yeah. be something wrong with the board or something wrong with the speakers or the sound hookup to yeah. the board. I will say, it is, it's still weird, like, the lack of coverage on this, considering that it's fucking Street Fighter. Like, yeah. I don't know. You might say it shows how much confidence they had mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Especially given what else was in the oven at this time. So, <laughs> Those that did choose uh, to do like a, write, uh, like a write-up on it or score it were relatively unimpressed. Uh, Next Generation, known for their dedication to those communities, gave it two out of five stars, calling it, quote, um, neither brilliantly conceived nor sleepily dull. Uh, however, they did go on to explain that there was depth. Uh, it certainly had novel ideas to shake up the formula. This was... Yeah. I don't, we don't, you don't got to get into exact dates, but this was around the time Alpha came out, right? Close enough, yeah. This, this is like summer of 95. So, like, you're an arcade owner, mm-hmm. and Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat yeah. are just killing it. You're, yeah. you're raking in those quarters. And Capcom contacts you, and they said, we got two cabinets. 
and you can only afford one. And they show you a picture of Street Fighter the movie, and they show you a picture of Street Fighter Alpha. Which one are you more likely to <laughs> yeah. buy? Also, the, the, this was after the movie was, like, considered a, you know, kind of a financial failure. Uh-huh. So it was like after the movie. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, if you see, like, or do you, like, hey, do you want to purchase this cabinet for your, you know, your venue that's, like, based off something that didn't do yeah. well? And I'm like, probably not. Uh, so James Chen, I don't know if either of you know, yeah, fighting game yeah, um, he's, commentator. He's familiar. Yeah, he's pretty big in the Street Fighter scene, and he definitely has lots of uh, stories of the old days to wax poetic about. Okay, yep. so they interviewed him about this, uh, and he recounts the first day those coin-out machines showed up at the, cap- uh, the arcade he frequented, uh, overhearing the crowd outside eagerly awaiting for their try at the cabinet. Um, it didn't take long, however, for that excitement to turn into awkward laughter. <laughs> And without veterans of the franchise taking it seriously, it became easy to predict just how much time in the sun this thing was going to have. Uh, he later said he barely had a memory of actually engaging with it after. Um, profit, right. yeah, profit-wise, it was said by Maximum to be, quote, reasonably successful. Uh, Replay's data um, stated that it was the ninth most popular arcade uh, title total in the U.S. that summer, and um, Game Machine in Japan listed it at number 13. Uh, This is during its first 30 days. I couldn't pin exactly what would have been ranked above those spots, although several online archives that document this type of thing show its mid-90s competition at venues primarily being against, um, and uh, besides Street Fighter 2, and and, uh, but we, uh, uh, so this would be uh, uh, Namco's Tekken 1 and Soul Edge, the progenitor to Soul Calibur, uh, Nintendo and Rare's Killer Instinct, Sega's Virtua Fighter 2, and most notably, Midway's Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, which would see its debut in October in the coming months. Man, was, oh, was this that... Is ultimate, this is after Ultimate 3. <clears throat> was was that the best year for fighting games, or is this year the best year for fighting games? It's uh, really that's hard. probably that one, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Not to mention what was outside the genre, such as Daytona USA, hell yeah, and uh, from the acclaim app, NBA Jam. Those also launched in arcades that summer. So, man, so of what, all the games you said... Which one's the best? Daytona USA. No. <laughs> I, I love that game. <laughs> Though uh, Ultimate uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 was kind of like the first time I got serious about Mortal Kombat. So. Yeah. It's Street Fighter 2. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Street Fighter 2, I, I, I don't count because that wasn't new. That was just already doing well. it was well. probably Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <clears throat> right, but even that was 94, I thought. I thought it was 93. Uh, I mean, super- well, either either way, if it's ninety four, that's still before. This is ninety five. S- super Turbo would have been right around this time, give or take a year. But, okay. but there super were Street Fighter Two Turbo was nineteen ninety four. Okay, but also Alpha was before this. I think was it. Alpha was like June nineteen ninety five. Wow. Okay, so that yeah, I didn't have that on here, but that as well. And um, I and I honestly. Which- Doubt uh, Street Fighter, the movie, the game was ever going to be able to gain the traction or recognition any of these did past like that what we just brought up um, past its initial couple of weeks. Uh, it soon fell below their own Street Fighter Two Turbo, <laughs> as you said, and X Men: Children of the Atom. Man, and that's like, look, you're your own worst enemy when you're putting out those games right next <laughs> to this one. So yeah, yeah, but the fact that Children of the Atom was even doing. Like better than that. Now imagine that they called that Street Fighter 3, though. Oof. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and to be frank, though, within only years, this did predate another, like, uh, like coin-out boom following the um, the 
music rhythm phenomenon of DDR and the evolution of 3D rail shooters, your houses of the dead and time crises, um, that, that excitedly brought casual gaming audiences back to the scene again. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, prior to the inevitable second crash. Um, but we're in the we, third renaissance. You, you know, can play Doodle Jump on a big <sighs> screen. Yeah, we all know, know the current state of that landscape. Remember when the Injustice arcade game was just the mobile game ported instead of that Injustice the fighting yeah. game? Yeah, oh my god. That was crazy. I remember running up to that and being like, oh cool, like there's like a, like a NetherRealm like arcade, and then I was like, I saw the, the layout of the buttons, and I was like, what is this? Uh, but you see, you can play the mobile game, and then you can scan a QR code on the machine, and then you can play with your upgraded character, <laughs> and all your microtransactions carry over to the arcade game. <laughs> so. Great. Like I said, third renaissance. <laughs> Shifting over uh, to, the, to the, uh, the living room, Street Fighter the movie, the game, was financially a big success, for the PlayStation especially. This obviously achieved momentum from its launch day status, frequently selling out with the console across electronic and department store outlets within that time window. Honestly, yeah. if Capcom remade this arcade machine and put it out now, it would do better. This game yeah. in, like, a barcade yeah. would kill it. Yeah, it I, probably I have, would. Yeah. I have played this game in a barcade. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's it's in, well, at least it was. They may have moved it, but I I the last time I played, other than my arcade machine yeah, that I, I brought I, with I, that me. That was the first time I ever saw one. Like, a real Yeah, but the last time I ran into a, a different machine for uh, Street Fighter the movie, the game was in the uh, St. Mark's Place uh, barcade in New York. Huh. Yeah. Oh, Philly Barcade. Come on. Where's your where's your Street Fighter of the movie the game? Fucking here's a question. So Capcom uh you probably don't have the answer to this. Uh Capcom you don't know that? in these days had those boards. Right? Mm-hmm. And like every fighting game like like the Marvel's Capcom and Street Fighter Three and all them ran off of the same board. Yeah. That you could just like make the board and then load the game onto it and make the machines that way. Was mm-hmm. this a separate Thing or was it part of that system? I'm curious. I, I guess I don't know. It does Here's, not look like it was part of that it, system. It does at not. All. No. So uh, I, this is this is my uh, off the cuff, uh, from the top of the head. Uh, take it with a grain of salt uh, and trust but verify <laughs> recollection of of what their board situation was like. But I believe that Street Fighter Two was on the CPS board. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then that's what it was called. and then CPS Two ran most of these other games we were talking about, like yeah. the upgraded, faster versions of Street Fighter Two. That makes sense. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha, Darkstalkers, a lot of those ran on CPS Two. Even Cyborgs. Cyberbots. Cyberbots. Sorry, I believe Red Earth. I believe. Yeah. I, but, mm, Hold on, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe Red Earth is special. But most of these, I believe, were on CPS two, and then CPS three did not do very well. They didn't make two. They didn't get mm. enough games out there that used it. I think Red Earth was on CPS three. I think uh, Street Fighter three was on CPS three. Yeah, yeah, I knew there, that. There were only like a couple other ones, and then like Marvel versus Capcom two was on a different one that was meant to mimic the Dreamcast hardware, which was the Naomi board. So there were a couple mm-hmm. of games that were on that. So th- that's the best of my recollection as far as like which boards they were using. So if I had to guess, I'd say probably Street Fighter the movie was on the CPS two board because mm-hmm. almost everything they made at the time was. They would they yeah. would have shared that with our with the with us Americans. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm just just guessing. That's just my best guesstimate. Uh, so critically, however, it it seemed to fare worse. Um, this is uh, for the 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 console the console editions. Um, we we can't really summarize it with a Metacritic or Open Critic or Game Rankings uh like number. Um, but we do have a few sources to go by. The most major highlight was whether or not 
those uh, even reviewing it knew it was a completely separate product than its arcade sibling. Um, if anything, it was more of a rework of Turbo than a port of the build, like like the build in those machines. Um, this caused huge fluctuations in scores, with um, many journalists being unaware of the conversion. Um, you'd read a six from EGM or some sevens from OPM and Australia's Hyper. Um, a whole 85% in UK's Play Magazine, but then also a 5 by Electric Playground, a 49 in Sega's own official zine, a 1.5 star from Allgame. Um, response to the Saturn version was far poorer. Uh, this in part to the less powerful hardware. We can vouch for that. Uh, <laughs> even with the cool FMV sequences, they squeezed them in on there. Uh, there was excessive slowdown and wonky controls. Uh, GamePro was harsh, handling them a low grade that was rare for the publication, exclaiming that the animations were choppy, the voice samples weak, the recoveries lengthy, and the frame redrawing was unpredictable. Um, their, their change in design to make it a defensive focus ruined the pacing and, uh, you know... Um, so someone else in the office then went on to say that even on the PlayStation, it had long loads, glitches, input lag, and the sprite still looked muddy. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. yep. <laughs> Maximum, uh, uh, back to them, wrote about the subpar digi- uh, digitization of the character models. Yep. Um, <laughs> and that it, c- it couldn't support the fluidity that was expected for the series. What? <laughs> Conspicuous. I mean, that, that's crazy, too, because you think about how... This game is being compared to the fluidity of Street Fighter 2. Yes, yeah. Which Street Fighter 2 loved the game to death. <laughs> compared to Alpha and 3, yeah. not fluid. <laughs> no. 3 is potentially like <laughs> the most about, fluid 2D fighter. But what ever about made. 1? <laughs> which sitting down with that and seeing where we were. Arguably doing. more fluid than 2. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't slow down when you do. It does. Oh, it does. Oh yeah, it does. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh by the way, the it was the bottom board from a golden T3D machine. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, not not a CPS board. Uh, see, they, they weren't willing to share. Mm-hmm. Conspicuously, a staff member at uh, New Generation had a uh, positive write-up uh, on his copy for the Saturn, though not for his PS1 copy. Maybe mm-hmm. approaching it from a different, or like, you know, like a, a separate angle here. I, he praised the roster and various modes offered and then must have hit his head when complimenting the visuals and feel. Uh, then later labeling the PlayStation version a misstep, maybe just could like injured like the, the, the strip, hardware is more powerful. And the, the PlayStation, PlayStation version side. looks better. It does. The Saturn version runs a little bit better, mm. but looks markedly worse. So I, uh, you know, so personally, I couldn't really tell much of a difference in how those two games looked. Uh, I, I could, I could, I, I could tell. Yeah. yeah. So when uh, what I will say Did is, you that, notice the drop shadow when it said now loading. <laughs> but you know so when we went into the movie battle right uh the movie battle the first scene you see is uh uh let's just be clear on each system it is ugly uh it is it is terrible to look at the background is a weird color and the characters look strange on top of it uh and and the thing is is that i think before we this is this is my interpretation and i'm sure you guys will disagree with me on it but we didn't just play that fight back to back across the two versions uh, we played the uh, the PlayStation copy on a legitimate PlayStation mm-hmm. that we definitely owned and had the copy of the yeah, game oh, for. Totally. And then resting on top. Of yeah. It. Then we we played that mode and then we went through like another fight or two. Yeah. Uh, and and my we, Saturn's always hooked up. And then we switched to the legitimate yeah. Saturn copy of the game on a legitimate Saturn that we yeah. actually have three copies of this game Saturn. on Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to show you Yeah, in case the first two break. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But because we didn't play that same scene, which looks uglier than most of the game that already looks ugly, 
I, I think we just didn't get the side by side of an apples to apples comparison. We also played. I, we also yeah. played our totally legit copies on a flat screen TV. So there's a potential <laughs> that these could have looked better so on a legit we're gonna, CRT. We're gonna get to our discussion in, in just a moment, but um, this last part I I, I, I want to get through. So um, Bob Mackie, uh, and and not that Bob Mackie, but Bob Mackie of US Gamer, uh, said it's now. No, that's that Bob. Th- Mackie. Oh, he started. The, he started US Gamer. Yes. No shit. That is that Bob Mackie. That's awesome. I believe. I, I I know he's well. I didn't know of him until like the one up IGN like yeah he worked for he worked for um joystick was it yeah. oh um was it joystick I know he was there when like one up I think went completely right? I was also there when joystick went completely yeah he's not a IGN. not a good omen that dude <laughs> yeah. but he has not spoken highly of his time at IGN either but a lot of people have gotten out of that no but uh, I, I don't so I think I, it, I think it might be the same Bob Mackey because he did work at a couple different places awesome. uh, well yeah. I I I probably first uh came across him from he was a go- it was something awful goon yes also the host writer of, of like host of talking there, so. simpsons very yes popular podcast. i love that <laughs> just, <laughs> just in case you don't know who we're talking about. yeah 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 uh well he runs the talking simpsons network because they also do a whole bunch of shows yeah, yeah. And, uh i forget the uh, what a cartoon one yeah. as well they're great very deep like research on like animated films and series um there's spin-off ones for futurama and king of the hill and whatnot anyway it's a plug uh so um but uh, no so he said uh that he referred to it as like one of the worst launch titles um, uh, for the system, and and I, I I named a couple earlier, but uh, that statement might hold true when compared to the other games that were available to pick up that uh, eventful day. Um, there was Battle Arena to Senden to Shinden, yeah, to Shinden, and, and I was just certainly thinking, didn't age well. No, but I was thinking, I mean, we'll get there, but it's like if if. Uh, if if you're looking for a fighting game on launch, that one was probably better than this one. So I don't think so. I think that game sucks. It probably does. I, it, it's like I I think it blew everybody's minds because it was 3D and whatnot. But it's just like that game is ch- like chugs and is slower than this one, in my opinion. But ba- I think I think uh, Battle Arena Toshenden Two was more revered. But not to go back to it, but it is the same Bob Mackie. Shit. All right. Yeah. I should have known. That doesn't sound like that common of a name. But mm-hmm. um. So uh and. So there was this Battle Arena to Shannon, um, um, the which you know, and then Rayman and Ridge Racer. Those are probably the standouts. That's like this wasn't those. Um, what else was there? Was Crash Bandicoot a launch title? No. Yeah, there was a there was a a port of NBA Jam uh, resurfacing again. I don't really think I sat down with the rest of these. I, I don't know what the fuck Keelik the DNA imperative is. It's a Soul Calibur game. You said kill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that is. Serious. I have no idea. I suppose I cannot test this theory. Um, but anyway, forget all that. Where do we lie <laughs> with our evening spent between both right. the uh the Street Fighter the movie, the game, the the D make for PlayStation slash Saturn, and Street Fighter the movie, the game uh, arcade uh form form. As uh as I doubt any of us have like well look, first, real quick. You've so you've seen these at Barcade. Have you? Have you? Did you play on them there as as a curiosity? I probably played one round at the Barcade. Okay. Uh, of, of obviously the arcade version, yeah, not yeah. the console version. I had never played the console version before yesterday on right. a, on our totally absolutely. <laughs> did Did you ever yeah. see one of these in the wild? Austin? God no. No, I never have either. I've right. barely seen a. I've only ever seen like Street Fighter three in the wild once. And it was when I went to a barcade with you in New York. Mm. We played so, it. So yeah, in if, Canada. if it was with me, then it was probably the same barcade that I'm talking about that had the movie, the game okay. as well. Mm. 
So I uh, I had one thing in my notes, and Austin, if you'll uh, do me the honor, the insert coin sound <laughs> for uh-huh. the Street Fighter the movie the game is, is amazing. Is one of the greatest things you'll ever. Right. Hear. I'm gonna edit this and I'll play through the mic just yeah. so I know where to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it's manipulated to be longer than what a grunt is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nat- naturally the rest of our night was just like, <laughs> and you can mash on that too to make it even better. <laughs> yeah, you mean just keep on putting yeah, in yeah. more quarters. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't like hitting a button to make that sound. That would be preposterous. You got to put quarters in the arcade machine. All right. So I, we'll start with that one. Who, won, who wants to give their... I have played Street Fighter 2 in... I would say half of its versions and on actual arcade <laughs> hardware. Yeah. Um, I've played Street Fighter Alpha. I have played Street Fighter Three. I have played. I beat you in Mortal Kombat. Remember that? Um, <laughs> the thing was broken. I've played Killer Instinct. This and I said last night. This is somewhere between Mortal Kombat One and Killer Instinct <laughs> in terms of quality. Okay. I think it's better the, than Street Fighter One. I th- yeah, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that I think that there was a there was a moment we started with the arcade version. Yeah, and there was a moment where I had the night trap thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like you know, or even what we did was... with this movie where I was yeah. playing it. And I was like, this is not nearly the worst fighting game I've ever played. Yeah, it like I can do a fireball and a Hadouken comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm like chaining things together kind of i'm having a good time yeah it doesn't look bad for like a you know the scanned sprites like mortal Kombat. i was like this is all right when did the facade start didn't we when we plugged in the playstation yeah i was about to say that too so like i'm gonna be very brief because i i don't have a lot of points of comparison uh, in terms of like the the street fighter family like i do for some other fighting games but uh, specifically mortal Kombat. but the like I actually didn't think the arcade version was that bad. I hated the both of the PlayStation and the Saturn version. Like we we should like say like there was a room full of people and you know we we could kind of like rotate around and like and there was like some entertainment to be had, but we did not spend nearly as much time once we uh right. I mean, made I sh- the change. I should over. say when I say not nearly the worst fighting game I've ever played, when you list off that list and you say Ultimate yeah. Marvel versus or not a Marvel's game, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we're like That was Killer Instinct, Virtual X-Men, Fighter Two, X Men Children of the Atom, Killer yeah. Instinct, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Virtual Fighter Two, yeah. Tekken well, Tekken. The original closed. Soul Calibur. The original Soul Calibur. Dark Stalkers is in there, I think. Dark Stalkers, like mm-hmm. this is markedly worse than oh, everything yeah. I just named. Mm-hmm. But like, was it better than Way of the Warrior? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh yeah, I, was it better how much than ro- No, how much Rob Zombie or White Zombie? I said is this, it? that's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I think yeah. I'm with you on that entire assessment. Like, yeah, yeah like it, it's a totally serviceable game. Uh, by contrast, should I just go right into the the console version? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So let's, let's, yeah, by contrast, it's like it, the the thing that I had to proclaim out loud, just out of sheer amazement at what we were playing, was that like in presentation, like especially when you're doing the versus mode, like a lot of things look like they're ripped right out of Super Turbo, right? Or just like whatever the mm-hmm. latest. SNES version of Street Fighter 2 was that you played. 
uh, except there are loading times between everything. There's a yes, lot of that there are. There's a lot of slowdown whenever you kind of yep. do just about any move. That there um, is. There's uh for for those who are a little bit more into the genre, there's pre-block from almost the entire screen, which means if somebody starts whiffing a move, like they're just like punching the air, and you are, let's say, not all the way on the other side of the screen, but close and just holding back, you are stuck blocking. You cannot walk backwards, right? <laughs> like it doesn't matter where you are, you have to wait until they are done mashing that button against nothing in the air. Uh, yeah. before you can start moving again or you could jump mm -hmm. back and then it'll let you again but it's like it's so stupid and then like <laughs> uh, yeah so all of this it's like it is just a worse package of street fighter 2 like it, it and this is what you have to play on the playstation it's like street fighter 2 with load times and worse art you know yeah yeah it's like the background the the very like very famous backgrounds of street fighter 2 like the chun leech stage with the dude choking the chicken or like the elephants and dalsam stage or the flags waving in the background of Ryu's stage. It's like, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're like two, three frames, but it's fine. <laughs> they're made that way. Oh, it was. They're not blurry photographs <laughs> downscaled. And then it's just dudes on a boat waving at two frames, <laughs> but you can't tell that they're people because it's a photograph that's been digitized and downscaled so many times that it just looks like blotches. Somebody like spilled ink on a, on your screen wasn't it also the playstation version that uh when the music track ended the game had to freeze to load it again from the beginning yes yeah but also oh my god yeah also as yeah. fellow former guest matt uh Nudaboom noted why if you're making a video game that has that is let's say 99 seconds you're fighting for 99 seconds sure number one and you can't fit in memory a song long enough for 99 seconds. Number one, don't like loop it into the next round, <laughs> like restart the music when the next round starts. Right. But also, why would the like 45 second music track fade out? Why would you fade <laughs> out your Because that's the thing. It didn't just pause to restart. It faded out into a pause to reload the music track. <laughs> yeah. And there were times where we were playing that's where slick. we thought that the like the 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 match ended like the timer ended or something yeah. and the music would fade out and then cut out for a second and we would just stand there and then it would go do 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 and then we'd be like oh we're still fighting and then go back to fighting each other uh, but yeah then also we had uh, the hit pause is so long right so it's like oh. you, you make them you, you either hit them or get them to block it 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 is so long that you can see exactly how bad that attack animation actually is. Oh yeah, or, you pointed that or out. Or just like mm -hmm. how bad the sprite looks. And also, it's like you mentioned there were like six hundred to eight hundred frames of animation per character. I think that's the that's the arcade one. I know. Oh, okay. And, and, and I knew that because I would have been very surprised if the number is anywhere close on the console versions. And, but you know, it doesn't surprise me at all for the arcade version. It's like yeah, it animated pretty well. You yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, I think we were looking at like several thousand for Street Fighter Three, right? By comparison. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but there were like what twenty per character. Guile's <laughs> <laughs> kick was just him standing and then him kicking. Yeah. There's like two frames. <laughs> I think there might have been a thing where his knee was kind of bent, yeah. maybe three frames, but that's being generous. Mm. Close it. Closing thoughts. Um, it's bet it's the console versions are such dog shit. Yeah. Um, but still not as bad as Way of the Warrior. <laughs> so that's my How metric. How dare you? 
That's my metric for like worst, one of the worst fighting games I've ever played. Also, what's <laughs> that? Uh, was this a CDI game or whatever? It was the uh, oh, the Rise of the Robots. That one. It's, that? It's, it's better than that too. <laughs> oh yeah, the one with the Brian hey, May. Yeah, soundtrack? Queen, the Queen. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's better. The that's what you should use. The Brian May soundtrack from the robot game then is the... better than the Rob Zombie soundtrack from <laughs> Way of the Warrior. Oh man, because he's just like I was in Queen. They never let me do like crazy solos, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'm just gonna shred on guitar for <laughs> ten minutes straight. The funniest thing about Rise of the Robots, I know this is like not to get, to get distracted, but it's so funny when you go to punch and it's because the music. I guess they they blew their memory budget on the 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 Queen song for the menus and the the opening cinematic. So when you're in the game, it's dead silent, but steel punching steel because it's a robot fighting game. And it's just like, it sounds like the dryer's broken. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> but yeah, the, there, the, there's a lower bar for fighting games than Street Fighter the movie, the game. I agree. Yeah. We, the, we did based it. Based on a true story. We did it, <laughs> we did it in a really good trajectory because we played Street Fighter 1 and we were like, ugh, you know? Yeah. And then we played 2. And mm-hmm. then we were like, hell yeah. And then we played Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and we were like, hell That's yeah. Where and then we played Alpha, and we are like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then we played 3, and we are like, hell yeah. And then we played the arcade version of this, and we are like, eh. <laughs> and then we played the PlayStation and we were like, version. And then the PlayStation uh. version, we were like, oh. And then we played the Saturn version. And by oh, the yeah. time, like, people were- We played were, the Saturn version for, like, maybe, like, yeah, 10 minutes. People were like, falling asleep. Andrew's like, turn this shit off. <laughs> this sucks. And then we played Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat Eleven afterwards. No, well then we played Darkstalkers for oh, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. and then we played yeah. <laughs> but no, the console versions of this are. I could see in a world where I just bought a PlayStation. I guess that would be. And exciting. I had a yeah. no. That's not true. Because if I had a sleepover you, and I just bought a PlayStation, <laughs> I would pull out my Genesis, my six button controllers, <laughs> and Street Fighter Two Championship Edition. <laughs> And play that with my goddamn friends. Yeah, seriously. I, if you had if you had this game and Street Fighter Two for either SNES or Genesis, yeah. you would just play Street Fighter Two. So I, yeah. I remember getting a GameCube for my my birthday with Smash Melee, greatest day of my life. But we only had two controllers, and I remember having like a sleepover, like a party, and then we we all we wanted all of us to play Melee, but we couldn't. So we ended up hooking the N sixty four back up and playing Smash the first one, just because Melee doesn't four support four people. It's one v one. Right. Yeah, they took items out. Yeah, and everything. yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. The, you're like, that's the game that only has four characters, or yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they also reduced it down <laughs> One to four stage. characters. Yeah. Yep, there's like six. <laughs> um, they just patched in Yoshi last year. I heard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if I, I don't know, if I had like sold my Genesis and Street Fighter Two yeah, and bought a PlayStation and had this, I don't think I would be the most pissed off kid in the world. But I was also stupid back then, <laughs> so like, it's bad. <laughs> It's bad, mm. and it doesn't look like the movie. That's the thing. The movie is, is fun looking. Shots or stills from the movie, and like the, it, it does. Yeah, but not really, right? Like they yeah. look like shit. The movie <laughs> is fun looking. It is. We covered yeah, that yeah. in our last episode, and it's it's a ton of Legend fun production design. Is and great. they part of the charm of the arcade version of this game is that it looks like the movie. Seeing the co- like those costumes those look like the yeah. costumes and the people. Like Guile looks like. Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a flash kick and that's awesome and yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a sonic boom and that's awesome he was on a lot of cocaine but 
This just looks like it looks like you put like the Photoshop filter on and they're just like, how many pixels do you want to turn this very high quality photo of your family into? And you're like, I don't know, like 12. <laughs> how many more 16. colors? How many more colors do you think they needed to properly capture the look of that? too movie? many? <laughs> At least double. Andrew, what do you, what do you think? I, basically that yeah it's, it, it's, i'm, I'm kind of with yeah. yeah i mean it, it i am surprised actually how how unanimous the uh, the mm-hmm. feelings were on that game because the three of us are hardly ever unanimous on anything <laughs> video game. Yeah. uh but yeah it was it was hard to walk away with yeah. with any other opinion really it's like yeah. yeah you know these are fine the playstation ones are are a worse street fighter 2 with load times yeah and like we yeah. certainly didn't walk away with like contempt like when we played the cdi in, in 3do fighting games so no yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah in a world where street fighter never existed Mm-hmm. And Mortal Kombat was like the starter of the genre. Yeah. And then Street Fighter the movie was Capcom's answer it's to right making a Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's not a bad Mortal Kombat clone. I mean, it technically it's a bad Mortal Kombat clone because it plays like Street Fighter, but yeah. it doesn't look the arcade version, let me be clear. The arcade yes, version yeah. doesn't look <laughs> awful we... and doesn't play that awful. It's yeah. it's fun. I had fun playing it. There were fun times, and yeah. then we turned on the consoles. Yeah. And those were trash. And that's when we turned our back. They were so. really bad with long load times and weird music that faded out in the middle of a match. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the confidence or lack thereof from Capcom became clear uh, when they also put out their, as you brought up, Austin, their multimedia Street Fighter title based off the animated film that covers the events Street of Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2, the interactive movie, I believe I said it was called. Yes, yeah. And this is in just months following the uh, the release of this. Um Although this was only in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, besides, the, the live-action side of things was always more targeted as Western uh, Westerners anyway. Um, that and the uh, arcade climate tragically wasn't what it once was here, which is why those PS1 and Saturn versions needed to sell domestically. And thankfully, they did okay. Um, well, thankfully, thankfully for the devs, <laughs> consumers had better shit to invest in playing on the new hardware than this. Um, internally, the general tone was kind of bleh from our publisher as well. Alex Jimenez, uh, design support at the USA division, was scrutinized during each of the project's development for being too negative when seeing um, their spending and uh, comparing what they had in relation to what they were chasing. Uh, Quote, Mortal Kombat has already done this system, and uh, they've done it way better than us. It's some tough love, but I guess he ain't wrong. Referring to the the live, you know, the... the, the Did they, though? Yeah. Well, does Mortal Kombat three look look better? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. One and two. Uh, maybe those not. those people look like they actually belong in those scenes. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, we're talking. You're talking about cohesion versus like raw. Oh yeah, fidelity. Like the, the, the the I mean, like, look that cage in the foreground of the. That was sick. <laughs> why does nobody do that when you make a fighting game put something in front of the people playing the game so street fighter 3 does that in a few stages but like but only very small elements there's like a table put barbed wire right over my character so i can't see it so uh uh, randy could you repeat that quote again about uh them doing what mortal kombat already does uh mortal kombat has already done the system and they've done it way better than us do you think every fighting game developer keeps saying that every time they try to do the story mode hey (laughs) burn industry get on it i like playing fighting games uh like alone (laughs) because i'm bad at them 
<laughs> or with somebody on the couch so I can hit them physically when they beat me. <laughs> um, Chris Tang, a member of the team, uh, echoed the sentiment that the uh, arcade edition was still an improvement over what uh, Capcom Japan had built. It may not have appealed to those looking to play competitively, but it was a cute novelty and impressive for what Incredible Technologies has been able to produce in the past. Daryl Williams knew the undertaking was going to be challenging. Uh, the mark wasn't hit, though he commended the U.S. crew in their work. Uh, Melgosa and um, uh, Hodginson uh, told uh, Polygon via their interviews the limitations they faced were a factor. That and a sequel was never discussed. Uh, t- telling for the game world and the IP. Um, just think of the endless iterations each entry has out there, right? You know, like it's uh, They regain their footing with more golden tea stuff. <laughs> Uh, stepping away from third-party deals, uh, Melgosa claiming that on multiple occasions, Richard and Elaine could have simply sold the company but chose to continue pursuing their passion instead. They weren't chose to continue st- pumping out golden tea and making buku bucks. Yeah, know, yeah they weren't strapped yeah. for cash, so why not? You ought to see how much bigger their second house was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reflecting on the experience years later, uh, there doesn't appear to be any animosity between all the folks involved, which is nice. Um, and while you can see the PS1 or Saturn copies on various lists of bad games, mostly the term I would use to describe its place in the industry is forgotten, um, and almost worse fate, honestly. Um, the last time it would pop in the, like in, up in the news was in, um, when in October of 2018, the distribution rights were acquired by Liquid Media Group in Canada. Not really sure why. It likely came as part of a package with other Acclaim products following their closure, because this was Acclaim co-published the... Um, the, those versions of the game, um, uh, and uh, a claim another subject that we covered. They uh, they published. Um, I, well, I guess I should say that in in uh, for these in North America. Um, if I didn't mention that earlier, not in Japan. Japan, they they were Capcom. Capcom yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Incredible technologies. They're still around. Uh, and significantly larger these days than when our story was set. Uh, there's 30-something employees is now around 200. How many of them are accountants now? <laughs> 100. Do they still have 16 accountants or is it 100? Is it an even split? Uh, of course, their focus seems to have steered in the direction of casino-style machines. Of course. Slots, video poker. Uh, it's either that or Chuck E. Cheese these days, and yeah. they know which one makes more money. I don't know what Kino is. I'll bet it's just as uh, gross. Kino is like... Long form roulette. Uh, you go, you go to a casino, oh yeah. and there's like a dude with like a megaphone in the corner, and he has a board, and it has like the numbers one to a hundred on it. I've never played Kino, so this might be wrong. Okay, but I've I've seen it. And he has a board with the numbers one to one hundred on it, and you just go up to him and like give him five bucks, and you say like thirty two, and then like in fifteen minutes he goes on the loudspeaker and he's like. Uh, the Kino results are 33, and you go, oh, fuck! I'm sa- I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so it's also like uh, a bingo, or, or like a... It's like a combination of roulette and bingo. bingo? Okay. It's like, what if I wanted to play bingo, but I wanted to do it over the course of also playing the rest of the casino games, and I also wanted it to suck and lose me money. Traditional bingo that's not a drinking game is stupid. That game sucks. You don't, you don't do anything. You sit. I is, guess you don't roulette either. Is bingo the drinking version good? Yeah, because then because you it's, it's I don't mean that like it's not based around numbers. You have to make up your own rules. Like it's you know, based when, around whatever when, beverage you have with well, you. Well, <laughs> I meant like if you're watching. So we used to do it for E three. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're think you're you're talking about like just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which gotcha. doesn't have to be drinking related, but uh, laying it out on a bingo board makes you drink less. So you just come <laughs> up with rules and then drink whenever one of those rules hits. Yeah. So uh, Incredible Technologies, they did at one point join forces with Geist Studio and Space on digital Wii shovelware. <laughs> so there's that. This was like 2008 or 2009 ish. They had to capitalize on that train. Um, yeah, listen, they're making casino games. These people are nothing if not trend chasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, that's very true. And uh, as far as our treasured series goes, um, we're obviously in agreement that it uh, hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it uh, even these failures uh, like didn't slow them down. Uh, as Street Fighter Three, the proper follow up fans were begging for, was announced in September of 1996 uh, for an official release in quarter one of '97. I did have that in here. Uh, and I'm going to guess there was some overlap in that development cycle, too. But uh, Street Fighter uh, would, you know, live like happily live on, uh, healthier than ever. Um, this despite MK reigning supreme on and off throughout the generations. Um, and what I mean is that their success, like, switches back and forth. It's kind of funny. Like, Mortal Kombat's dark period would happen soon, too, I guess, like around the 3D, like shit. Uh, no, I would, I would say they coincided. Know. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people would call that era, uh, it's like the, the late, the, the late nineties. Uh, well, two, uh, like. yeah, up to the release of Street Fighter Four, they would call that the the dark ages for fighting games. And, yeah. and there's an asterisk there because plenty of stuff came out in sure. that time, yeah, yeah, including yeah. like Guilty Gear stuff and things like that. But like Marvel vs. Capcom, like, uh, two, uh, yeah, anything? Marvel vs. Well, Capcom. Smash Melee, obviously. Yeah, it, but, <laughs> to, yeah, there's there's always exceptions. Yeah, and there's yeah. Soul Calibur two came out. Oh there, yeah, you know, like, yeah. But it but you know people did refer to that as the Dark Ages, and it also coincides with when Mortal Kombat was at its lowest. So yeah, Smash is my favorite, but it's obviously running a different race here. But yeah, but there was no Street Fighter, and as we all know, Street Fighter is the only important fighting game. <laughs> if Street Fighter's doing bad, then everybody's doing bad. It doesn't matter if Melee came out or Soul Calibur two or I don't know what Guilty like Gear XX or yeah. whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, or Melty Blood Actress Again Current Code Remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Great game It's a great title Rolls off the tongue Yep Undernight in birth late EXCCL dash R <laughs> That was after that That was yeah. the 2010s Fortunately for us uh, 2023 appears to be The year for both uh, It doesn't matter Where you stand Street Fighter 6 As I stated in the Previous episode Has recently been enjoying Critical and commercial Commendations As well as the up, uh, Upcoming Mortal Kombat 1 Is looking pretty sweet uh, we'll find out for sure next month in also, September. Also, future wait. top 10 uh, recipient of Hot Button oh, I guess, 2023 yeah, these will both, Game of the yeah. Year. Woo. Uh, <laughs> these will each get discussed more thoroughly uh, another time. But, oh, um, I don't, we don't know about Mortal Kombat 1 quite yet. But, uh, good oh, chance. Come on. Good Street, chance. Street Fighter 6 will be on the top 10 or it this will. podcast won't exist. <laughs> Although, I'll quit. The, the, the one thing, I and I only briefly touched on this last. It's so good. Well, oh, no, oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I was saying that Street Fighter you some might say Street Fighter Five was also kind of a a dark point as well. Uh, not like this period was, and and you no, know, no, no. Uh, you know, your Street Fighter Five is like when you stub your toe in your mansion. Yeah, you know what I mean, and they they kind it's of like a dark got point. It there, it's, but, it's a dark point in in an otherwise golden era. But also, I I don't know if you mentioned it on air, Andrew, or off. But like once six was out, people fled. Oh yeah, five. you you like, can you can watch if you go to this is this is actually really funny. Go to Steam Charts uh, and then type in Street Fighter Five, and then watch that cliff happen where everybody stops <laughs> playing it, and you can identify the exact moment that Street Fighter Six launched, and then those people never return. Do you think, to do you think there's 5? more people concurrent like players of Street Fighter Four than Five? 
No. Uh, okay. and, and that's partially because the online is even worse in Street Fighter 4, so it's not ah. uh, it's not totally fair. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, it, I mean, there's it, probably be more people playing that collection that, like, the, the I mean, the two, just like, by the nature of, like, if, like, people might be more likely to do, like, a, uh, like a throwback tournament of four yeah, than they ever yes. would five. Because, I, I would agree with that. Because six is, like, almost a direct replacement of five. Yeah. Whereas four is kind of its own <laughs> That's kind of, like, with Smash uh, Ultimate to the Wii U uh, one. Like it's, yeah, so, yeah. like, people people yeah. dropped Brawl and, and four um, yeah. for Ultimate, but they keep playing Melee. Hell like, yeah, they do. Likewise, there are regular tournaments for Street Fighter 2 and 3 oh, every, yeah. every year. Totally. Uh, and they, they will run two, three, and six. Four is more rare. Five yeah. is, is going to be almost dried up now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, That's what I expect. But, yeah, so I, I, that says something to the longevity <laughs> yeah. for those games. Street Fighter <laughs> 4 is, like, the brawl of Street Fighter. Okay. Said, right? I agree with that. <laughs> uh, nowadays, our interactive tie-ins are more or less viewed as an oddity. Um, discs are sought by online collectors with complete in, uh, inbox Saturn copies going for about a 50 to 80 bucks, and the PlayStation copies for over a hundred. Get at it. Um, the uh, the cabinets have almost like disappeared entirely with the exception of yours. It's in, in great condition. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Um, and from what I could tell, there was uh, only just a single wide run of them. So if you do come across one out there, consider yourself lucky, I suppose. Like, they didn't do, like, uh, any other print run, like, past that, like, mm-hmm. that first one. No, the reason I know what board it was built on was because I found a th- uh, a forum thread of people who own these. Really? Yeah. Just <laughs> That's like an where they ongoing, went. An ongoing thread of them talking about what parts they need to buy to keep them running because <laughs> so few of them exist and they can't just use old ones to yeah. repair new ones so anymore. If, if you find yourself one of those barcades, uh, drop a quarter in there if you're curious. You probably won't have another opportunity. I highly doubt one up is going to reissue these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although if they did, it would be. It would. I would buy one. <laughs> they should do it as like um like a part of the. Like a collection with other Street Fighter games, but then would you have to relicense the actors? Like maybe, like they'd also have to acknowledge likenesses. that they made the misstep of that movie too. Like it's true, yeah. they, they they want that buried. Arcade One Up, Mortal Kombat ripoff machine. It's just all the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. Hey, they I did say last week, Capcom stood behind the movie more than Nintendo did the 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 live action Mario movie. Mm. Like you ask Nintendo, they'll be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and if if Nintendo had made. A Mario game based oh. off that movie, it'd probably be sick as shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody mod the movie. Yeah, there. it's just the the Blade Runner adventure game. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Mario. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's just it. John um, Leguizamo's in it. <laughs> that's the end of our the Street Fighter the movie, uh, the game, the episode, and the Street Fighter the movie, the the episode, the game, the episode, the movie, the game, the episode, uh, the fighter. Based on a true story. Yeah, based on a true story. So thank you guys uh, seriously for sticking through. Um, these were dense ones to write together. Originally, it was just going to be a single script, but then it just kept growing. So, mm-hmm. uh, And this fucking shit has been occupying space in my damn head for what feels like an attorney now, so I'm happy to finally get it out. Um, for research, I owe Polygon so, so much uh, for the assistance here. Um, I believe the original article that I pulled many quotes from. Okay, here we go. Was it was um, Matt Leone with Alex Annell and Alex Highsmith serving as interpreters for the translated Japanese interviews. That's probably why I didn't because it was multiple people. So I figured I'd wait in here till the end. But um, further credits then to Moby Games, Giant Bomb, the All About Capcom's Head to Head Fighting Book, 
Um, NicheGamer.com, Kotaku, and uh, Wiki, Wikipedia. Um, so uh, let's do plugs and prepare ourselves for whatever movie slash movie to game will plague us again in the future. <laughs> uh, I think the idea is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think. I which think they so never too. made a game out of that movie because it was just so close to the game already. <laughs> um Thank you for listening. Uh, if you if this is if you listen to this one, you should go back and listen to the movie one. Yeah. Maybe also watch the movie watch with her, us. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about a couple other things. We did a an acclaim episode. You mentioned I mentioned mm-hmm. the voice actor strike thing, uh, and a bunch more. This is we're now past a hundred episodes. So yeah, our our, our memories are going to start to get pretty, uh, there's plenty to choose from and no two episodes are identical. So listen to them in any order, pick a topic that interests you and just roll with it. Yeah. And all those episodes are at hotbuttoncast.com. That's our website. Also all the podcast services, iTunes, Spotify, whatever other ones are. I don't keep track. Uh, and then you can follow us on socials. For information about our upcoming episodes and more, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hot Button Cast. Yeah. And, and allow us to play you out. Do the do the grunt, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>